Welcome to the Culture Moments Podcast, a global conversation on diversity, equity, inclusion, and culture. Each episode will bring you experts, stories, and insights that will shine a light on the many ways organizations are building the mindsets, skills, and systems to succeed in a culturally diverse world. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Culture Moments podcast. Today, we continue our Around the World in 20 Years journey with Patricia Glezel, Global Training Director at TransPerfect. Born in Africa with roots in France and the West Indies, Patricia's career has spanned 11 countries across the globe. When she came to the U.S. to study at Northwestern University, that's when she met LCW and began working with them on some critical projects for companies like Danon, Schneider, and Airbus learning the ropes of cross-cultural management and training along the way. It's really interesting to hear Patricia describe how global cross-cultural management and DEI have shifted in her experience working in Europe. If you want to build a greater global competency into your work, I think you'll really appreciate Patricia's insights in this conversation. Let's get started. Well, Patricia, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure, Tanya. I love starting out these conversations by just learning a little bit more about you and your journey into this field. Okay. You know, I was born in the cross-cultural environment because actually I was born in Africa with a dad from France and a mother from West Indies. And I lived there the first 15 years of my life in many different countries. And then I was passionate about moving from a place to another, understanding people. But at that time, I didn't know that it was all about cultures. But I could see that there were, there were so many changes, different perspectives, different ways of living, of envisioning your life and your goals, that I became pretty sensitive to that. Actually, first when I came back to my country, which is France, and when I realized that there was such a big gap with the African life in a way that I have lived as an expatriate. So that's where I began to have few questions in my mind, wondering why that was so different. And then after studying an MBA, I spent one year in Asia, and this was again a new discovery, and at the end lived in 11 countries. So that's where I realized that there were, were many things to be said about living, working, interacting with different cultures. But I must say that, that it is when I arrived in the US that um, joining Northwestern University for studying more in depth psychology and organizational behaviors that my teachers actually told me, you should study cross-cultural management. And that's where I discovered that field and I became immediately passionate about it. That's wonderful. 
So when did you first begin working with LCW on your journey? So it was at that time, actually, because while studying at Northwestern, I really wanted to discover what was done with the industrial environment and the business. And that's when I met Monica and Randy for the first time. At that time, they were just launching their business. It was only the two of them. And they really welcome me. The, the thing which is coming back to my mind is two people, bright people, eager to open their mind, eager to understand better the global environment. I love the way that they wanted to think out of the box and were brave in a way because at that time it was not a very common field. And they were brave enough to welcome me too, <laughs> as a trainee in a way. So that's when I first met LCW. Are there any stories or highlights from your time working with them that you, you would like to share? They gave me that opportunity that I still have in my mind to conduct a survey for a pharmaceutical company and understand why there was such a different turnover in the way American MD will offer a medicine to the people who were visiting them. And they were eager to have the latest medicine, whereas European or Indian MD working in the US would not prescribe the latest medicine. So I, I, I still have that in my mind and you can imagine with the current situation and the covid this i keep up of that in my mind and it was a fascinating study and survey and a little bit as of a challenge for me but very interesting and i keep have it in my mind sounds very interesting so let's shift gears a little bit to this year, 2020, where there's been so much change. How do you think this field has shifted or changed even since you entered it, you know, a couple decades ago? Yes, it is a kind of different story because it has really changed since I entered the field. I cannot speak about the U.S., but after a few years, I came back to, to France. It was, so I first met LCW in 2000, then came back in France in 2003. At that time, I still remember when I would speak to any organization, HR team, uh, leadership, executive, and I would speak to them about cross-cultural environment, cross-cultural training, they would tell me what we don't need it. It is good for the American people because they don't get out of their country and they don't understand what it is to be culturally sensitive. But we understand it. And I was like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so the big victory was to see that in few years, most of the biggest company like Schneider, Danone, Airbus became extremely sensitive to that field. And I had the opportunity to, to sign huge contract with those companies. So this was a big, big shift. 
and which is still going on. And for after cultural training, we implemented uh, diversity and inclusion, global leadership, and they really took it very seriously and it became part of their leadership training and international executive and so on. Now you are speaking of the current situation. I would say that I believe and that what has really changed now is the, the, the way we deliver the training. Most of the people before would say, I need to be face to face. I need to meet the trainer or even for the trainer, I need to feel my trainees. Now it has really changed. And I believe myself that even I feel it because I remember having, I'm still today delivering courses for MBA. And I had those 30, 45 people in a classroom and I was just wondering how I would manage it because I'm used to do play role, case studies, everybody has to share their own experience and I was just wondering how it would work. I am proud to say that it works so well and I see the shift in that support actually how we deliver which will allow us to deliver much more training and everywhere actually that's that's spot on and i i think lcw had that same experience we did so much of our training on site we have been doing some virtual training for many years but yeah. we had to make that shift and we are finding that you have to tweak things a little bit you have to make some adjustments but the learning is just as impactful so absolutely and actually i even found that you concentrate more on each of your trainees you have all those tools that you can use polls and so one which allow everybody to feel that they are part of what is delivered i actually wrote an article about it because i love it i love it i'm not saying that i'm not i'm not looking for having people around me again but i think having those opening our way of delivering and having to do it with no choice was actually a bless yeah, I agree 100%. So what do you think or hope this field will look like? We, we just talked about the past 20 years. What do you think or hope this field will look like even 20 years from now? I have noticed that the shift that we implement in the people's mind when we deliver a training is crucial. Crucial for understanding other ways of envisioning the world of working and for me that field should be applied not only among different culture but if we consider also that each pe person has its own culture i would i would say i would love cross-cultural training to be taught at school for the young people so that they could understand that the unique way of perceiving the world, of believing that we are the one being right or wrong or whatever, is an illusion. 
and we need to work all together in the same direction but learning to add diversity and definitely values i don't want to become a full relativist i mean there are things which are wrong <laughs> there are things which are definitely right perception which are wrong but working together to open our mind and beginning much sooner than the age where we are dealing with that where they are already managers so that's the reason why i'm pretty excited of delivering courses for students but i would love to deliver it in a different way maybe for much younger people so it should impact our society has a wall our societies has a wall agree 100 percent so the final question, is there any advice that you would give to any future practitioners in this field for them to be successful and fulfilled? Ah, that's a hard one. <laughs> to be successful, I believe that we need to understand who we are, and that's where leadership makes sense before delivering those training experience, coaching experience, whatever we call it. Being extremely open-minded, that's for sure. Curious, adaptable. And I would say always keeping in mind also the subtlety of guiding without imposing, which is sometimes difficult to maintain. Yeah, I think that's something that's difficult for many of us. We're so used to sort of instructing and telling what to do instead of that guidance is a more gentle process. So I think that's great definitely, advice. Definitely, definitely. Well, Patricia, this was a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's a busy time of year and I know LCW really appreciates your friendship all these years. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm very, very happy to be part. And thank you very much to the whole team and also to you, Tanya, and all my best and warmest regards to Monica and Randy. Thank you for listening. We invite you to continue the conversation with us by heading over to languageandculture.com forward slash insights. There you'll find the full transcript and show notes for this episode. Tell us what you think and let us know what else you'd like to hear about on this podcast. Until next time, thank you again for listening to Culture Moments.